Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chapter Tactics, where we talk about both tactics and strategies for new and veteran players alike. I am Magikarp Usefly, also known as Matt. I do not have a camera today, but that's fine because we have two very handsome gentlemen joining us today that you guys can look at and just, you know, gawk at because they're so, so pretty. Uh, first off, we have the one, the only, Scary. Hello, everyone. Uh, did you know, random fact, that the old whippy sticks were supposed to be 18 inches long, and they rarely were? What? What is, what is, what whippy stick, what are you talking about? You don't know what the whippy sticks are? <laughs> oh, I don't no, know. there's, hey, <laughs> Matt's, um, Matt, he, the, the, the whole dice check crew is very young eight, into the yeah. hobby, yeah. right? Yeah. So they, they wouldn't know what a whippy stick is. So uh, I thought it'd be it'd be fun to you know bring you back to us grognars and uh, and let you know about some of the traditional like staples in the hobby, which was these red or blue sticks, like plastic. Think of Ben like a sprue, the shape of a sprue, but long, like eighteen inch, supposed to be eighteen inches long, and like colored, and they had little markings on them, like in inches, basically. Uh -huh. So it was supposed to be that you could use it as like a measuring stick. Right? Oh, to like learn the game. It was gotcha. just included in the starter set. But they rarely were the right size. Oh. And uh, that day, yeah, you, you learned something today. And if you're getting the new uh, box set coming out, you'll be getting a set of those as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's for the Horus Heresy, right? Yep. 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 Um, along with us as well, we have a very special guest here. We have Scott LaFountain. Scott, do you want to introduce yourself and let everybody at home know uh, who you are and uh, what uh, what what faction you play and everything like that? Um, well, there's kind of a misnomer about what faction I play. I actually have quite a collection going on, um, and uh, Demons is what I'm most well known for. That's what I've been running for all of 9th edition and towards the tail end of 8th edition. But um, I actually, my biggest army is my Dark Angels at over 25,000 points. Oh, you have so many Dark Angels! <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and then following that is my custodies at about fourteen thousand. Oh, okay, all right. Wait, what? How come? Uh, how That's come... like three models, though. So don't get. Well, too yeah, excited. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but no, for the record, I play uh, demons is my, my my primary right now. I also play Thousand Suns, Death Guard. Um, I've got a little. I'm starting a little bit of chaos, uh, regular Chaos Marines. Um, I've got Dark Angels, Death Watch, Imperial Knights, Chaos Knights. Uh, Imperial Guard. Yep, you have everything. I think, I think that's it. Why, why, I feel like it would have been better if you just named off the stuff that you don't have. Yeah, mo oh, and I just started Tau. Yeah. So I got Tau now also. <laughs> okay, okay. How come you didn't run uh, Dark Angels during 9th edition when um when they were prominent? You know, when they first came out, I played them in an RTT, and I was really hyped at the end of 8th edition on Death Watch. And so I was focused more on Death Watch because it came out around the same time. And I just, I haven't gotten back into them. Okay. Even with Armor of Contempt, you haven't like had an itch to even look at Dark Angels yet? No, I've got a, I've got a buddy who runs a uh, Death Guard and he runs a kind of a spicy list that I've looked at running and I've actually got all the models for it. I just haven't painted them up and tried playing it yet. Uh, but it's actually a Death Guard list with uh, five, four uh, Blight Haulers, three Plague Burst Crawlers, three uh, Bloat Drones with Flesh Mowers. Um, and then being able to cast uh, summon in uh, Epidemius because they all get uh, the bonuses from him for being demons and Nurgle. Okay, okay. So if you guys haven't noticed already, 
uh, if you guys haven't read the title. Today we're going to be talking about Chaos Demons and like basically just doing a deep dive and seeing how they work uh, right now in the current meta that we're in. Um, seeing like uh, Scott, like what's picking his brain, seeing you know what he likes, what uh, other what he's heard through the grapevines for demon players and everything like that. Uh, but before we move on, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you guys can get amazing game mats for not just your 40K games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, and The Thursday Show with Adam Camillari. Um... And also 40K Stat Center is coming back. So keep your guys' uh, eyes out for that. It's going to be a fun time. Um, other than that, LVO tickets literally just went up on Monday. So go get your tickets now. Uh, I think that in 2.5 hours, 500 tickets for the Grand Tournament got sold. So, you know, get your stuff already. Uh, almost more than half of the tickets for Age of Sigmar is already sold out as well. So... Uh, if you want to join LVO, go get your tickets for that. Um, and yeah, but moving on from there, Scott, why Chaos Demons? T- 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 tell me why you went for Chaos Demons in Ninth Edition. You know, so originally when COVID hit, um, I, I've always had kind of a, a, a set of models I always wanted to paint and just never got around to it. And so I was like, well, I'll start with Mortarian because I had him. And so I started, I painted Mortarian up. And then um i love the way he came out and so i was like well i'm gonna get a, another big model and so i grabbed a lord of change next and i've i had some demon models to bring in with my death guard and thousand sons and it just from there it just spurred and i bought more and more models i think i'm up to two lord of change two bloodthirsters three keepers um two great unclean ones like it just goes on and on and then i'm mm-hmm. i'm running somewhere close to nine thousand points in demons now total Wow, wow. So what you're saying is that you saw Mortarian, you're like, yes, give me more of that. Is that is that basically what happened? Yeah, I mean, and so and that's actually what started my first list when I started playing uh, Demons. It was actually a chaos list running uh, Mortarian and one of each greater demon at the beginning of uh, well, at the when COVID kind of started to light up, lighten up a little bit, we could go back to playing tournaments. Uh, um, and that, that was my first list. So I was really running Demons at, and that's kind of what i've been running since is just variations of that list on and off mm-hmm. now scary being a drukari player naturally you don't like demons uh so no no i don't like a specific type of yeah. uh you know demon. Well, that loves you, though. We, uh yeah we don't well we did birth a demon uh yeah. so uh, a god that's, but, that's saying something. but i mean you know you don't like slanesh you know uh you know you don't it's have true. a fun time with that but uh it's true how, we like our souls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how has it been, like, um, fighting against demons, especially, like, during Ninth Edition and everything? Um, well, I've been, I've done both. I've played as demons. I've also, mm-hmm. like, played against them. Um, it, I feel like the demon... I've, there's a couple of arch, archetypes or archetypes? Archetypes? Archetypes. 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 Yeah. The couple of archetypes that I've seen, like, ebb, like, ebb and flow, or wane and ebb, or whatever over the course of the editions from monster mash to like hordes to fast moving stuff. And I feel like the demon book is part of this like chaos conglomerate that requires someone to be very attuned to the rules and where to find them 
and how they overlap and interact with each other. Now, I find that the best Chaos slash Demon players make the most of all these overlapping rules and 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 like and synergistic combinations. But at the end of the day, in order to do it properly, you sort of need to have like five books with you, like two supplements and three codexes, or like a white dwarf and some random page at the back of like somebody's van or something. Like it's Mm. it's yeah. And then if you know if you know it and you use it, it's fantastic, right? But if it can feel overwhelming and daunting, um, so and complicated. So a lot of people who get into it for the first time or don't see the results right away, or or it could be confusing. So that's that's from the outside looking in and from playing a couple of things with demons. That's my general sort of like thought process yeah. when uh, seeing demon armies. Scott, yeah, I'd have to agree. Scott, tell me uh, how many books do you usually bring when you go to like a tournament when you're playing demons. Uh, so I actually just was at a tournament this last weekend, and I had a white dwarf. I had. Um, the Demon Codex, Engine War Supplement. I, I had like four or five books with me. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's so weird yeah. how many books you need for demons. It's it's nuts. And then like some some data sheets just aren't inside of a uh, the regular Codex, right? You know. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. in a supplement randomly, and yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, like I've um I played, I think I played Word Bearers a couple of times over the edition. And mainly so I could just combine them with demons, you know, because I really like having like a giant unit of like Slanesh possessed uh, and then having like a patrol of Slanesh to have like a herald give them advance and charge and things like that with the locust. But at that point, I'm like, you know, I'm using four codexes for that you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and flipping I... through like 50 different books to try and figure stuff out. Man, dude, I absolutely love Slanesh. Like, Slanesh is so much fun to me. I've ran both the uh, Monster Mash version with, like, Keepers. I've ran, like, Seleski and all that stuff. It, I just yep. love the whole advance and charge. Like, and Demons just looks, looks so, so cool. Uh, S- Scott, what would you say is the best, like, uh, demon, I guess, uh, god to worship? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with my with my uh, Zinch, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Zinch is a lot of fun. I mean, Nurgle's is always happy and joyful. Like they just want to come mm-hmm. give you hugs. It feels like all the time. But um, I don't know. There's something about the trickery of uh, of Zinch is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do like it. What about you, Scary? What's your What's your favorite one? Um. To be honest, I like Wordbearers, and I like having a giant summoning pool. So then I can just summon whatever I want when I want it from yeah. whichever god I need it from. Dude, the summoning mechanic for demons is so cool, but I feel like that just doesn't come up very often. Uh, is is that would you say that that is correct, Scott? Or do you do a lot of summoning right now? Uh, that's an interesting topic because my current list has five hundred and twenty five points of summoning in it. Perfect. Ooh. That's I find like five about five hundred five hundred points, four hundred twenty to like five hundred some points. I have found also found to be like a perfect number. Yeah, it gives you a, a yeah. lot of flexibility in your list and what you do. Okay. However, the thing is, you need to like have like to have a 500 point summoning sidebar because that's literally what it is it's like a sidebar you you get to see what your opponent has brought to the table and that's where the knowledge of the book comes into play because if you're playing demons and you know that fiends are like the thing you need in this matchup then you can summon fiends if you know that you need plague bears you can summon plague bears like it's just one of these things where your knowledge of the demon book becomes 
super important. But then you have to bring like 3,000 points worth of demons to have options to summon 500 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I Trust me. I had this last tournament I went to, uh, the large Magnarak trays from Battlefilm. I had mm-hmm. three and a half of those full of, mo- full of models, and yeah. only like one and a half was actually in my list. How, how mm-hmm. many broke? Did any None. break? None. Oof. Nah, I'm I'm really careful with my stuff. Okay. As much time as I put into painting them, I can't. I can't. It hurts me when they get broken. Yeah, yeah. So, how about? Uh, can you tell me like more of like the summoning mechanic that you've been working with? You said that you had uh, one list that was running 500 points of summoning. What was that for? Um, so it's kind of a weird Disciples of Bellacore list. Um, I learned about this list from a buddy Wallace and uh, over at Warhammer, and he uses the um, Master of Possession to bring into his list um, because okay. the and Master of Possession can. So he's a he's a, a Chaos Space Marine sorcerer basically, mm-hmm. um, but he gets a unique set of um, trees that he can uh, pull his powers from, and one of his powers allows him to summon. In the psychic phase, yep. where normally oh, okay. you have to summon in the movement phase. Um, and it also allows him to not take the mortals on uh, any doubles or triples. And he can roll up to four dice when he's summoning. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. One of my favorites, because then you can move him into position. and then Yeah, you can advance him up, get yeah, him where you fantastic. need to be, keep him protected. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so you just make sure that he's outside that 24, and then you summon them in. Uh, summon in what you need. And then you can use the Demonic Pact ability from the Chaos Demons book that just says when a Chaos unit summons a model, you can summon again for one CP. Mm-hmm. So he advances up and summons twice by getting one, uh, one power off. Dude, that's awesome. So, so like, what are you, what are you actually summoning during, uh, during these games? Um, so I haven't done real well with it so far. It's, I'm still working on this. I'm trying to fine-tune this list. It's not an easy list to play by any means. Um, but sometimes it's just having having the stuff there and the threat of I could bring this in. Um, for instance, I had a soul grinder, which most people don't know what soul grinders are because they're absolutely this horrible. This madman, you brought a soul grinder. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's you can summon him, yeah. right? You can just summon it if you want. Right to. here, yeah. I mean, the soul grinders look cool, but yeah. they're they're not great. But just that threat of well, if you get too close, I could bring this guy in, or I you know I could use this shooting from afar. So um, in the the mechanic itself is you roll normally two or is it three dice? Three up, dice? up to three. Up to three. So you can do one, two, or three dice. And, and it's weird add- because the the wording on that, by the way, is kind of interesting because it doesn't say that you have to declare how many you're going to roll. So some TOs have told me, no, you have to declare it. But by the wording, you can roll up to three. So you can roll one if you don't get enough on enough to that you need. You can roll a second one and then a third one if needed. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. And then what you do is you add the result together, and that's how many power level of units you can bring in. So if you roll like an 18 on three dice, it means you can bring in a unit of up to 18 power level. And then depending on your point pool, you just subtract the point cost of that unit from your point pool total, but you could bring in like a greater demon or a demon prince. It's also a great way to bypass the rule of three, which is a lot of a lot of people you know forget because you can't build a list with more than three units of some kind. But you can summon in multiple demon princes or cannons of corn. I've seen uh, the corn cannon ones brought in a lot, like summoned, uh, especially with the corn crown when you're playing demons for exploding sixes and stuff. Like there's some really cool 
mechanics and combos that people have come up with. Dude, that sounds awesome. That sounds like so much fun. Is is the list fun for you to play, Scott? Um, yeah, the the list is interesting because the list is a, a kind of a board control horde list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so because it's disciples of Bellacore, you have to bring Bellacore. But then the bulk of my list is uh, thirty pink horrors and fifty uh, blood letters. Oh my goodness! Absolute and so the man. the blood letters are split are split thirty and twenty. Uh, you keep the 30 on the board. You put the 20 in Deep Strike for a single CP because they're only 8 power level. Um, and then because Disciples Bellacore has the power where it's like the old Orc to Jump ability, mm-hmm. you just pick up those blood letters and drop them 9 inches away. And with the Banner of Blood and the Horn, you have to get an 8 on 3 dice to be able to get that charge off. Yeah. Oh, that's simple. With a reroll, that's like what? Like, like a... Blood Letter Bomb on turn 1, which is fantastic. Oh, wait, yep. you can do that on turn 1? Well, yeah, yeah. it's, it, it's oh, like so the, the jump. jump. You're not putting them oh. in, re- in reserve, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, it's really, it gets very aggro. And another cool thing as well is, you know, when, for example, um, you have 500 points of summoning, all you need to do is buy te- units of 10 pink horrors, right? It, it bypasses the blast rule, and at the same time, it's 50 models on the table. It doesn't look like 50 models. Yeah. But it's 50 models, and you have to get through all of them. It, yeah. It's really, really annoying. And then with Bellacor, you can automatically pass morale on a on a one, and then you bring D6 pink back. So again, <laughs> you have to have a Chaos Space Marine in mm-hmm. your in your uh, uh, army to do that, and that's where the Master Possession comes in as well. Yeah, so good. It's like and such we'll, a good combo centric list, and I well, love and it. so and then the uh, the only other character I have in the list is the the Contort Epitome. That's the uh, the demon oh, with the that big guy. mirror. Yeah. And if you get her, if so, what I like to do is I like to have the uh, the pink horrors charge into a unit uh, near the middle of the board, and wrap them, and then have the contort epitome uh, within six inches, because now that unit can't fall back unless I fail a three d six leadership test on them. Yeah, yeah, with the contorting. And so now I've got thirty pink horrors strung out. That you killed a couple that I split off into blues. I'm gra- I'm grabbing three objectives with this one unit, and you can't even shoot them now. Oh, do you bring do you bring blues also in like your little pool of five hundred points or whatever? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I love that. Yeah, because that unit of ten pinks mm-hmm. splits each pink into two blues. Yep. Each blue into one into a brim. Right. So it's ten models, but it's really fifty models. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you bring brimstones or do you just uh just bring? I blues? absolutely bring brimstones. <sighs> yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, it, first off, it's the cheapest obsec unit that we that we can mm-hmm. get for fifty points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they're, they're still technically a psyker. Yeah, that's uh, an yeah. infantry. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so, so what has it been like running demons throughout like ninth edition? You know, coming from the beginning, because I know that demons were pretty popular in the beginning of ninth edition, then waned off a little bit, um, and now they're uh, coming back into favor just a little bit as of right now, depending on like what type of terrain setup or like what type of uh, you know tournament setup you're going into. Uh, what has it been like? So demons early on was really interesting because, like I said, I was running the the monster mash with Mortarian and one of each greater demon, and so that was kind of fun because at the time this was before Drukari and anything had really come out that was super strong, and so they could just run through everything. Um, yeah, they were, they were still on par with all the old codexes. Um, everyone was trying to fight for for secondaries, and I just got these big you know hundred millimeter bases on popping down on uh, objectives and they if they try to tag it i can heroically intervene into them and just clear them off and so it was really cool in the beginning um the the list did really well 
And then Drukari came out and Admet came out and the demons definitely got hurt um, until they get until Drukari and Admet t- uh, took the nerf bat to the head. And then also but, um, came in as well. Yeah, well, and Bellacor came in too. Yeah, Bellacor kind of gave him a shot up after that. Because um, the, the, just running Bellacor at the time in a, a demon soup list um, was a huge advantage. You know, getting the, the Loki on Slanesh and so now he can advance and charge. Um, made it made a huge difference for, for that play for the playability of the army, and that's what I ended up taking with SoCal and did did so well with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what what place did you get in SoCal again? I took eighth. Um, I lost to uh, Logan Heath at the uh, mm-hmm. at the, the the seventh round to that nasty nasty orc list. Yeah, yeah. With Which was funny because I I played that same list I think on like round two earlier that that tournament, and I won. Uh, the big difference was that. Um, Logan had all of his um, buggies in individual units. Yeah. So Bellacor would just go in and just completely murder one, but then the other ones were untouched. Where the other person I, I played, they had him in units of three, and so I'd go in and Bellacor would kill two or three of them in one attack. Yeah, yeah. Made it harder for you to focus fire on. Yeah, I just couldn't chew through them. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. And that's the one thing that demons I've found, especially the greater demons, suffer. They suffer with mass volume of fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially like uh, what is it, heavy bolters? Like two damage, AP one. Anything, yeah. Anything, yeah. anything that's putting out a ton of shots. It, it's you know when you're when you start forcing us to roll saves, and most of our saves are five up invulns, we're gonna start failing them. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so what what about now though for demons? So we're in kind of a weird spot now with all this stuff that's come out that can ignore invuln saves. Mm-hmm. Um, Demons still have to get up close. Uh, we don't have that many shooting options that do really well for us. Um, the the obvious is flamers of, of Zinch, um, maybe pink horrors if you're talking into you know T three chaff like Eldar and, and mm-hmm. Mechanicus. But right now it's kind of a really really scary in the meta. Um, and so what I've focused on mostly is just running hordes, uh, mass bodies going out there holding objectives. I was running a list at one point that had uh, almost 50 blood letters, 30 pinks, and almost 70 uh, plague bearers. And how did that work and out? And it's just, um, that worked out uh, okay. In the Disciples of Bellacor list, um, if you have a demon character, they give off an aura within six inches of minus one to hit, and you can't reroll hits, hit rolls against them from range attacks. And so plague bearers, if they're over 20 miles in a unit, they automatically get a minus one to hit as well. So now you've got some T, you know, 20 plus T4 bodies sitting on objectives that are obsec that get a five up invuln and a five up feel no pain that you're minus two to hit and can't reroll against. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And they just sit there and, and like I ran, I ran that right around the time that Tau came out. Yeah. And like you got marker lights. Great. You're still minus one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we run into the reroll wound flamer bomb of death. Which uh, is always really fun. The thing about uh, demons is they always have some really good aggro options and some really like that keepers a secret list. You know, like the five, the four keepers. Like you got like uh, the four keepers and say Bellacor or mm-hmm. summoning points or whatever. Like it's such an aggro list that tends to do really well into a lot of the meta. I feel like it did go downhill because we were seeing it everywhere. And then Drukari and like you said, Drukari and Admet came out, and then it just stopped being a thing like people just put it on the shelf but even now like it is scary to go up against a bunch of keepers 
Yeah, like you put them right on the line, and some of them are exalted, some of them you're rolling for, whatever, and those keepers are on you turn one. Like they just they will pick stuff and they they actually they have lots of attacks, they they can kill things, they pin you in your zone, they're just killy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's surprising how much damage they can do. People you know, forget that those things will mess you up if you're not careful. Yeah, and there's yeah, and the, also I think the biggest problem with the keepers still though is that um, all, while they are fast and they are killing, uh, screens can really mess up that army. You know, I have a buddy that plays Tau and he puts some uh, crew hounds out there and moves them forward pre-game. And because they don't have fly, he blocks off ways where I can get to them. And it's like, cool, I just killed crew, two crew hounds, but I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And oh, that hammerhead's just going to shoot at me. Oh, and the other one and long strike. Oh, oh, I'm dead. Oh, I lost. Yeah. Right. And oh, cool. I lost, you know, two models of CERN. <laughs> Time you to know, go two, get a beer. two big models. There's a quarter of my army gone. You yeah. Know. <laughs> GG. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what you have like, what, what is it? Warp surge or whatever for the four up invuln to just like pray to the gods that maybe something like you'll survive and then it just doesn't work out. And well, just, yeah, but yeah. You, you don't get that against a, a hammerhead. Uh, against hammerheads. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so hammerheads that, can be pretty scary. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was talking about. Just anything that can ignore these invulns. I mean, demons innately have a six up save. Mm -hmm. So if you ignore our involves, whatever it's hitting us with, it's probably going straight through. Yeah. So I, I guess like that's a good uh, that's a good way to go into this or into this next topic. Like, where are Chaos Demons sitting at now, in your opinion? So, for those that don't know, looking at the old release schedule, Chaos Demons right now is the second oldest viable codex that you can play, and it's only beat out by about two months, two and a half months ahead of that with uh, Imperial Guard. And so we are we are so we are so outdated right now. Even if you look at supplements, even Imperial Guard, they've had like three or four updates that have come out, uh, and then other armies that they can soup in that doesn't affect them. Whereas demons, we've had Bellacore, and that's been yeah. about it. I mean, well, we had the Engine War, so but we're great. still yeah. Oh, Engine War is amazing for us, but we're still just we're so far behind everyone else. It's a struggle to try to play. Um, when the game primarily has gotten so much more killy, and we haven't, yeah. and we haven't gotten any more durable like some of these other units have, and that's where we hurt the most. So, I mean, when you see these rankings, they're like, oh, they're like a B or C tier. Yeah, we're probably sitting at a, a low B compared to a lot of stuff out there. But if we have the right build, we can absolutely go in and still, you know, take out some of those A tier or S tier uh, armies. Okay. All right. I think I think you've highlighted one of the biggest things. It's definitely one of those skill set armies. Not only do you have to like understand all the interlocking keywords and abilities that kind of you know affect demons, don't affect demons. Bellacor then does this, and then you're adding in Chaos Space Marines, and you're adding demons, and you're adding like all of these things that are supposed to work. You only get good at that if you're practicing with it and playing it and invested and sort of like learning how all of this happens. Just at face value, most people are going to go too much work, and they're just going to like yep. toss it aside and and won't take the time to really put it into practice and then fine tune it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's spot on. It just it takes a lot of practice with this army. Um, it's one of those armies that has a very high um, threshold of skill, and if you're not up there, you're not going to do well with it. Okay. Okay. And what would you say are the units that like you kind of like go back to all the time when you're building your lists? 
Well, right now, Bellacore. I mean, if you're playing demons, you have to have Bellacore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's. I, I haven't seen a demon list in probably the last year that didn't have Bellacore in it. How, how upset um, were you when they increased his points? You know that 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 FAQ when it came out. I mean, it's like okay, Bellacore went up twenty points. I get it. He was the only thing at the time that was really strong with ignoring invuln saves. He still had to get across the board to do it. He's not like a hammerhead that just sits back there and shoots us. Um, so that hurt. But that was also the same time they increased points on the Lord of Change after they'd already increased them the time before that. And then they hit us with Nurglings on top of it. It's like, yeah. guys, what what do we do to, to, to piss you <laughs> off so much, GW? Come on, man. Quit, quit hurting us. We're already down. <laughs> and, they didn't, and then like they didn't get anything during uh, the, the latest balance slate either. The last yeah. two data slates, we yeah. got nothing. Yeah, that was crazy. It's nuts. Uh, Demons clearly OP do not need any uh, <laughs> any uh, changes whatsoever, right? Yeah, yeah. You see, Belcor can kill like anything. He, they they don't need anything else. They're fine. They're totally fine. <laughs> uh, so, In a vacuum, <laughs> it all sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> huh? what what are, what are the lists that you're primarily running when it comes to demons? You, you've been talking a lot about disciples of Belcor. Is that just like what you primarily run as of now as disciples? Yeah, so right now I'm primarily running disciples, just because there's some there's some unique things in that list that a lot of people don't realize. Um, first off, you know how most armies they have uh, the detachment ability that says like if every model in this detachment is you know blah 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 whatever, then troops get obsec. The army renowned for disciples of Bellacor just says troops in this army get obsec. Doesn't matter if they start in the list or they're summoned in. Troops get obsec. I can summon in, uh, uh, nurglings or plague bears, and they still have obsec. Yo, that's sick. Okay. Yeah, and so that's really cool. Um, then they have the uh, the orders for the minus one to hit and the no re rolls, uh, and that helps out a lot. Um, the the jump ability. There's just there's a lot of shenanigans that you can do with that list that is is kind of clutch, and so that's primarily why I've been running disciples. Um, but yeah, it's just again with everything getting so killy. And that's, that's the problem. We have a hard time competing. Um, by running the Disciples, we can't bring any name characters, and we can't bring any greater demons. And that is mm -hmm. the biggest thing that hurts us right there. Mm -hmm. because you also have to have what, one of each thing. Like you, have to, you have to take one of each like uh, 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 god before you can take another one of each god, right? Right. So we have to, and it gets, it's even more particular than that. Not only do we have to have one of each god before we can have a second one, it also states that we have to do that when we're summoning or bringing other units in. Oh, so and so again, it you can't like double summon like nerglings or anything. You can only you have to do like one at a time for each god. Well, yes and no. So like right now, my list starts off with two corn, one zinch, one nurgle, and one slanesh. So I can easily bring in um, like a like a, a nurgling and slanesh, no problem. And then my next turn, I can summon in two Zinch because I'd hit the sec the first Zinch hits that bracket of two, and now it opens up the third bracket. So I can, it, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit of bookkeeping, but it's not too bad. Okay. By a little bit of bookkeeping, he means it's bookkeeping, and then <laughs> you have to like keep track of it. And a lot of players would just be like, ah, too much math. <laughs> like I just well, want to, I just want to yeah. shoot you with Stompy Gundams or whatever. Yeah, but if you compare it to other armies like Admech and all their bookkeeping they have at the beginning of the command phase, it's so so Touché. much less. Touche. I uh, I have been bested in the uh, 
<laughs> and, and that's part of the reason I still run demons is because we don't have nearly as much bookkeeping as some of these newer builds or newer armies are having. Right Do you now. even have a command phase? Like stuff that um, you do in the command phase? Bellacord gives out rerolls to, to oh, hit. Oh, he's the captain unit. master, isn't he? Yeah, yeah okay. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's easy. That's easy to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, cool, command phase, uh, done. <laughs> yeah. So um, going back to uh, the list that you primarily run, um, and you've just been saying it's just been Disciples of Bellacore, really. Do you miss, like, the, your uh, demonic loci and stuff like that? I do. I yeah. miss Bellacore advancing and charging. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's because he's thinking, so yeah. slow. It's, you've gotta, if, you're, if you're playing on player place terrain, you've got to make sure you have that piece of terrain that he can hide behind and then jump out the next turn. It just, yeah, I, I miss it. Yeah. So uh, do you just, like... Have you ever thought of going back to uh, running like Lokais or just sticking with Disciples? No, I definitely have, um, especially with the San Diego Open coming up uh, in a few days here. Uh, I'm still kicking back and forth on my list on, on what I want to run. I've got like five or six ideas in my head. And one of them is jumping back to what I brought to SoCal Open, which is Bellacore, Three Keepers, A Lord of Change, um, Poxbringer, 30 Demonettes, uh, Seven Nurglings, and two beasts and Nurgle and two fiends. Okay. Okay. And why are you thinking about going over to that instead of sticking with disciples of Bellacore? It's familiar. Um, it's more killy. I, the disciples of Bellacore list I'm running with the horde, other than the, the blood letters in Bellacore, there's nothing that really does a lot of damage in that list. Um, I mean, I can summon inflamers that will do some damage, but other than that, it's just, I'm going to sit on objectives and pick up models as you kill me and try to outlast you. And it's not quite as much fun as I enjoy with, you know, compared to running a keeper, you know, 28 inches across the board and getting into combat and killing you and then tagging something else for next turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scary. what do you think about uh, demons? Would you rather, if you were to run demons, would you rather take something like Disciples of Bellacore or would you run something with more of a, like, you know... Um, the different demonic locais instead like chaos undivided or a slanesh detachment things like that for like, a competitive options. game too, too many much. options it's too much and it's too much. <laughs> it's, it's too many options because i want to do everything um <laughs> however my favorite way to play is to run a like a chaos space marine main and then have a detachment of like demons to to use the loci from the uh the, the heralds and then, and then, sort of like I put units in my Chaos Space Marine detachment that, like, will benefit from the loci, like possessed and things like that. Especially when I'm using like word bearers, that and potentially using, you know. Um, then again, let's, let's caveat this. This is more me playing for fun. Right? Like that's when oh, okay, I'm just yeah. wanting to have a good time. It's not necessarily good. If I wanted, I do like the. I'm a huge fan of the thousands, uh, the Zinch builds. So like. Chicken of Doom with, you know, the impossible robes and stuff like that, I think is, is still a very, very good build. You know, mm-hmm. he's very tough to take down. That's sort of a little bird. Um, and a couple of, like, say, three units of ten horrors with, like, 500 points with the summoning in the bank. And then, you know, mixed in with something else. And that is a core, right, with maybe a Demon Prince or whatever. Uh, or a, uh, a Fate Change Caster or whatever the call. Uh, mm-hmm. Or the little guy, the... The changeling, the guy that gives everybody the changeling, the yeah. up, feel no pain or whatever. That guy. Yep. Like, um, so that style of build, and then last but not least, it's the Slanesh-like monster build. Yeah. You know, because it's it's not a lot of thinking. It's go Ooh, online, Ooh, roll to see who yeah. goes first, <laughs> and then profit. 
<laughs> um, and it's over it's over quickly regardless of what happens uh, scar did touch on something very interesting here um and that's talking about like souping so like have you thought about like souping other types of factions in with your demons things like the new chaos knights that are coming out chaos space marines are coming out have you thought about any of that i that's what's been on my mind the most right now um for those people that aren't too familiar out there there was on page 77 of issue 475 in the White Dwarf, <laughs> there is a whole two paragraphs that I've paid for this book for um, that is kind of insane. Um, basically, you're allowed to take a single knight in a Disciples of Bellacor army. Um, and the knight gains some interesting things. Instead of being like a dreadblade where they're, you know, kind of like the free blades for the, the, the Imperial Knights, um, this one gets a lot more stuff than that. Um, he can still he can still get the uh, the the favor of the gods, but it has to be the blessing of the dark god, which is the one where you can't reroll hits, wounds, or damage rolls against them. And once Best he kills one, ten yeah. ten wounds worth of models, then he also is uh, transhuman to wound, yeah. I believe, or transhuman to hit. Um, it's one of those. But you can also put on him. Um, so he has to be from House Corvax. Um, he still gets his demonic surge traitors ambitions and the forge and terror household bond. Um, so what those do is the first one, the, the traitors ambitions, that's one where you can um, roll the D three and take a mortal wound and you get a chance of getting a good one. Or you just take D three mortal wounds and you make them automatically uh, transhuman to hit on top of the wounds as well. Oh, that's nasty. So you've got this knight that you can't reroll hits, wounds or damage rolls and he's transhuman to hit transhuman to wound. And if you make him the um, abominant, you can give him the spell that he can get a five up invuln or five a five up fill of pain. Yeah, that is disgusting. And he just becomes really really hard to kill. Um, and then you can still the uh, the dread chart that we lose access to because he's House Corvax. Um, he still gets access to the stratagem for House Corvax or the ability for House Corvax that allows him to use one of those abilities from the dread table one time per game. Wait, I'm sorry. What, so what exactly does that mean? <laughs> so the dread table is where you force your your opponents that are within 12 inches to take oh, dread, dread tests. tests. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so you lose that ability normally as a as a, a free blade or dread blade. Um, but in this case, you get to do it for one turn. Oh, okay. So you, you still get access to it is what you're saying for one exactly. turn. Exactly. Okay. But the biggest thing by far is he still gets... Um, the knight gains the Disciples of Bellacore keyword... And so when you bring him in, it only costs a single CP because he still has the same keyword as Bellacore. And it doesn't have to be a, a faction keyword, just a keyword. Yeah, okay. it's it's great. It, when you can take a super heavy for like a CP and like and that super heavy synergizes. I've done it with Adeptus Mechanicus with Metallica and like House Raven or whatever. They had like this really cool synergistics thing uh, before with... Um, with uh, some of the supplement books as well. Another combo that I was running with like four different books or something like that. But still, it's uh, it's it's cool to see Chaos get something special like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the bit, I've been kicking around this list on whether I want to bring it to SoCal Open or whether I want to change out the Abominant and just go three Baby Knights instead. Um, because there's, when again, when your house Corvax, the strat that you can use for them is two CP to either pick one Big Knight or two War Dog class Knights. And in the movement phase, they can move through terrain and enemies as if they're not there. Or in the charge phase for 1CP, they can charge and move through terrain and enemies as if they're not there. 
That sounds very strong, especially for like S for U.S. open terrain maps. That sounds really, and, really good. And that's why I'm kicking it around. And that's why if I, the other option is just taking a pure Chaos Knight army and kind of going away from demons for this one event mm -hmm. uh, and making sure it's House Korvax so I can purposely go through terrain. Okay. Let's not forget the Chaos Knights that are characters that are can still summon. Right? Yes. So you can even do a knight army with demon summoning points and then bring in some Bell summoning Core. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> summoning but what what's the leadership on Bellacor? Is it ten? Uh it'd be it'd be his power level. Yeah, oh, so oh, I think it's close to fourteen. Level? Oh, it's a fourteen power level. Oh, that's kinda high. That that's pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did, you know, and you just had those four hundred points lying around, you're like, I know Bellacor has just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same point, do you want to sacrifice a knight that's not moving to try to bring Bellacor? Yes, and hoping you're not. It would be so fun. Like, it's a good if answer. you good pull answer. that off, like, and then now your knights have like this crazy close combat, ignoring involves like psyker, like, yeah, super is, demon prince crazy. guy. Don't 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 let Sparry yeah. put like crazy thoughts into Come your guys' heads, guys. That's, like, that's just, gonna nuts. work. He's that's crazy. gonna work in the finals every time you need it to go off. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, Scar, I'm a teacher and I teach science. It's been a while since I've taught math, but what's the odds of getting 14 on 3d6? The odds are 100% when it happens. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so it's just gonna happen. It's just a troublemaker in the back of the class, just being like, ah, who's my teacher now? <laughs> Actually, the actual like odds of it happening. You know, 3D6, like, your average medium is, what, 10 on 3D6? 10 and a half, yeah. Like, 10 and a half or something. So, the variance there, like, you're gonna, you're just as likely to roll 14 as you are to roll, like, a 7. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So, like, with three dice. So, sometimes mm -hmm. it'll go lower, sometimes it'll go higher. Um, mm -hmm. But I would do it just for, for shits and giggles. Just saying. That'd be really fun. So, so with this whole, like, I know that GW is, like, really cracking down on, like, souping armies and stuff. Does that bother you at all when it comes to uh, Chaos Demons? Because I know that with regular Chaos, just as a faction in general, they, like, they love souping with each other because there's just so much synergy out there. <laughs> but if they're cracking down on it, like, what, does that bother you at all? Not really, because we're, with the Disciples of Bellacor, we're kind of encouraged to do that. But just right now, Chaos Space Marines, and don't hate me people out there playing, kind of suck right now in the meta. <laughs> yeah. Without being two wound Marines, there's, you know, I'd rather take other stuff that's a little bit, you know, harder to kill. Bro, I feel like that even when they do get their two wounds, it's not going to mean anything. Just because it's I, just... <laughs> I think I think when they get their extra wounds, we're going to see uh, Possessed and Terminators uh, will be quite deadly. Oh, yeah. Are, are you thinking about running, like, Possessed and Terminators when they do drop, when the new book comes out? Um, if I haven't got a Demon Codex by then, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, so there, there's been some, uh, there's been some uh, leaks coming out talking about detachments um, and what's, uh, what's going to be going on with New GW uh, with the new uh, uh, Grand Tournament book that's coming out. I think it's called Nihilum. Or something like that. I I, I don't oh, know yeah. exactly. Something crazy. Your, your guess is Nephilim? the best. Yeah, Nephilim. Nephilim Jet Fighter. Um, so one of them is uh, your detachment. Your starting CP for your detachment is now six CP. Um, mm -hmm. for demons, I know. I don't know if this affects disciples of Bellacor that much, but I know that for like regular demons, they spend all of their CP up front on things like warlord traits, exalted stuff like that. How does how, yes. how is that going to affect 
demons. So my current list, I mean, I'm spending two CP for the banner of blood for my uh, blood letter unit so that they get the uh, extra dice on the charge for once per game. And I'm spending two CP for bringing the auxiliary detachment. And that's all I need to spend CP for pre-games for the Disciples Bellcore list I've been running. So it doesn't affect me too much. And if I want to bring a knight, it's only a single CP. Okay, okay. So the six CP actually doesn't bother you at all? No, not really. All right. What about the loss of things like Stranglehold into the last? Does that bother you? Stranglehold, absolutely. Um, I think Stranglehold is one of those secondaries. I can't tell you the last game I played where I didn't take Stranglehold playing Demons. Yeah, it's so good. I, I, You know, recently, I didn't even know that was hold three or more. I thought it was still end more. So, like, even now, I'm just like, oh, it's even better. It's so good. Such a good secondary. So, yeah, and then and then to the last one, I was running Monster Mash. I mean, you're you're trying to kill, you know, Lord of Change, um, Bellacore, and one Keeper that I've got, you know, kitted out to the nines. Um, because that's another interesting thing. Back with Demons, when I was running that list, and you're playing to the last, and you pick your three most expensive models. When you roll your traits for each of the exalted um, keepers, they're all the same point value, and you roll those before the game. Mm-hmm. So you just pick the one that had that got like the four Binvol and the minus one to wound. And all of a sudden, that becomes your third to the last. Yeah, and it's solid. It's a solid to the last option. Yeah. Scary, what do you think about uh, those like leech changes that are uh, out in the void for people to uh, speculate on? I've been thinking about it um, and how it affects my list building. See, I'm spoiled as a Drukari player. Mm-hmm. You have, what's it called? Uh, what, what's your secondary that's really Shenanigans? strong? Shenanigans? Well, uh, <laughs> well, in terms of secondaries, like... Um, like Drukhar secondaries are okay. You've got what Hurt the Prey, which is like Hurt the Prey. That's the one I was thinking of. That that yeah. one tends to be really really good. Yeah. But um, in terms of list building and having few CP, I tend to spend like four pre-game CP. Um, and you know, if I only had six to start with, I probably would maybe like not spend on like an additional relic. Yeah. And then do maybe just three and like start with three. And so I'm thinking, which relic would I use or which extra warlord trait would I take, you know, that sort of thing. The one thing I think a lot of people are missing on that leak is that it also talks about you don't get a free warlord trait or relic anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so where normally you're spending four, now to that same build, you're spending six because you have to pay for that extra warlord trait and relic. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see how that's going to work exactly. And um, I think I'm more curious to see if it's true. Right, you know, well, Same. we've had free warlord trait and free relic forever, right? So it's uh, that did that definitely be a change? Because at that point, if say something like that was true, it's like, is the warlord trait that you're taking pivotal to your game plan, or is it just something that you took because it was free? You know what I mean, is that relic pivotal to the way that you need to play the game, mm-hmm. or are we just taking it because it was free, right? And I think that's gonna change just inherently. Like that would change how everything works. Well, However, uh, for detachments, for example, as a Dark Eldar player, I take patrols; they're all free, right? Like, so I can take, I can still do the crazy coven witch cult cabal patrols. You know, that's not going to be an issue. Uh, or do a real space raid and do everything in a battalion. You know, and then that's fine, right? So I, I will say, as a Dark Eldar player, I'll be spoiled if uh, you know with that sort of thing coming coming uh coming out yeah 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 that needs to change 
I won't apologize for my my no, hey, you, you I played them. I played them for for mine. eighteen years. Thank you very much. And I will I will take everything I can get, like a true archon does, and stab everybody in the back. <laughs> oh man, if I only played eighteen years, I'd be sad. I started playing back in second edition. Third for me. Third for me, but. I it only drew Kari. Actually, Black Templars was twenty three, twenty four years ago now. Wow. Yeah, wow. I bought the my first box set. I think it was ninety two or ninety one when the second edition box set came out. I uh, you have me beat because yeah. I was five. Or yeah, six I, well, I was nine old. or ten at that time. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Did, did you uh, guys did you guys buy a Horse Heresy at all? Did you guys get the box set for Horse Heresy? I will have to give uh, Games Workshop a nice shout out for sending me a free mo- one to review and check. Um, so I just legally have to say that it was free, and they sent me one to review. Oh, okay. Hey, can, um, you, can you tell me? There's been some rumors around that the uh, Land Raider in there. There's different variants you can build for that. Uh, was well, it... Spartan? The thing is, the sprues for the it's a Spartan that you can build, but the sprues for it uh, say Land Raider. Like the for the last cannons, so speculation and pictures from the book say that they're probably going to release a plastic version of the old school Land Raider with the tracks on the outside, and it's just okay. going to use some of the sprues that the Spartan uses. Yeah, it's probably missing the one sprue you need to be able to do that kind of thing to no, like extend I, it into a Spartan or something. Yeah, I I did not buy it. Um, I I'm kind of a snob when it comes to uh, 40k because I'm I'm one of those people like I am uber competitive like. I get into something that's like a competitive situation and my wife's going to be like, Hey, calm down. Um, and okay, so okay. because of that, my competitiveness, like I don't play even kill team or games like that. The, the, the other, the other games, because I don't want to get rules mixed up in my head. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause there is, and you're bringing like five books anyways, right? You can't, bring, yeah. like, <laughs> you can't no, I, I would now. like to get that kit just because I do want the contemptor. I want the Spartan, um, Everything else I've kind of had already. Leviathan Dreadnought. Okay, Amazing. that thing looks so cool. And the fact that it's plastic means you don't have to order this dinky forgeable stuff that then is half warped all the time. And then you have to scrub it with a toothbrush or in soapy water and try fix all the pieces. And, uh, and a hair dryer. I, I just wanted it back to uh, a... You've put a Dimacaron together, right? Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Okay, it's Are you. I put a Tantalus together. I put a Phantom Titan together. A Revenant mm-hmm. Titan together. So, mm-hmm. like, Forge World is not fun to work with. It's the, uh, you know, the 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 one Forge World model that I built from Demons was the Great Unclean one or the Scarabax or whatever. Scabber, oh, Scab Scabberthrax or whatever. Scab- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the guy is basically like one resin piece the size of a softball, <laughs> and then like a sword, a hand, and some horns, and that's it. <laughs> Or you could go for um, uh, Angron or whatever. Was it? Was what's the name of the the Forge World? That, that Bloodthirster one, yeah. Bloodthirster, yeah, yeah. The and and that one, the whip was straight, and you had to like bend the whip so to ridiculous. like curve the whip to make sure it looked like a whip. If not, it was just like a straight piece of resin. That sounds and, like, terrible. <laughs> I would say yeah. that. <laughs> and then if you do, and if you do the Slanesh one. Like you have to glue like each individual little spiky like thing on its leg. Yeah, there's like nope, a hundred little spikes, what? and they're each an individual tiny piece of resin. I'm I'm really hoping that the 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 mold for Kabunda is good, 
the the new uh, Bloodthirster that they announced back at LVO. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. That come out yet? Too right. They said it's Forge World, not plastic, which is so I, You know, the first thing I looked at that was the whip. And I was like, I bet that whip is straight. <laughs> I, I bet you have see, to. And, and, I, and I looked at it and I said, that way. see, I saw it and I went, oh, I bet that whip's going to break. <laughs> dude, I completely forgot about that guy, dude. Like, that guy is I had, I've been waiting for him to come out. Yeah, I, I guess because I just haven't heard of anything about him since LVO. At least, at least give me a preview of the rules already for him. Like, yeah, come, like, on, come on, GW. Potato camp, after. potato camp, potato camp, potato <laughs> camp. Hey, speaking of rules, did you guys see the... Um, uh, that tank, the new one from uh, the Horse Heresy that they released the data sheet for the today. Kratos. The Kratos, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 18 wounds, I, though. That sucks. 18 wounds with a two-up save, yeah. but no invuln. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Kratos I meets mean, my volcano cannon. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I think it does get armor contempt, though, so it's basically got a one-up save. Woo! But it can't be obscured, so it's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, anything that's going to shoot at it isn't going to be 1 AP. Like, it's going to be, like, 10 AP or, like, 5 AP or some crazy thing. Speaking of not being able to be obscured, all of the greater demons are 16 wounds, except for the great unclean one. That's the only thing holding him be back, dude. That's the only thing holding him back. He needs he needs to be T8 and 16 wounds, not T7. Or you, play, or you play on, like, WTC tables like real men and, <laughs> um, and have, like, giant L's that have no windows, and then you're fine. Yeah, or um, Man, this, until you have to go. This last turn I went to, this last turn I went to, they had these big ten by ten ruins that were like three sided, yep. and like three levels, and every level had like five windows on each side. Oh. It's like it was miserable. It's like you can't even hide in that thing. Like, what's the purpose of it? You know what? Talking about windowless terrain, let's let's talk about the SD Open. All right, so like US Open. <laughs> <laughs> So U.S. open terrain. When it comes to chaos demons, like how how is that gonna affect your list building comparatively to something that is like player place terrain? You know, I've got about three or four friends right now that could attest for me on how much back and forth I'm going on list building right now and what mm-hmm. I want to run. I even came up with a crazy list that was like Scarbrand, two Bloodthirsters, and two Lord of Changes with Bellacore, just because they all have wings. Oh, so, so I don't have to worry about the terrain. terrain. Yeah. yeah, just so I can fly over the stuff and not worry about it. Um, what about what about can beasts go through terrain? Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. So what about like a giant army of like beasts and Urgle? If I had more than five, I would I would absolutely do that. Plague drones though, plague drones can are are base, Plague drones mm-hmm. are the poor man's beasts and Urgle. Yeah. They've got one less yeah. wound, but uh, double the movement. Okay, so what is it? So you're going back and forth on these lists. Um, what 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 are you what are you deciding here? Do you want like more infantry? Do you just want more fly? Are you thinking about like you know just just sucking it up and just being like you know what greater demon it up? Like what what are you what are you thinking about? So here's the six I've gone back and forth on. Yeah. Um, the same list I ran at SoCal. Okay. Um, the disciples list with all the summoning points and just playing massive horde. The disciples list with all the horde and without the summoning, but bringing the um, abominant uh, knight. Uh, from House Corvax. Um, running just the pure knights list with House Corvax so I can just move through walls and be like, you know, screw it. Um, Bellacore with two keepers, 30 demonettes, a big knight, and three or four little knights. Um, and Or just doing um, disciples with three little knights. Like, I just, there's so many options. I'm just, I keep going back and forth. I don't know. 
And I, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to run. Yeah. And like the thing about like us open terrain is that the, there's two different terrain setups, right? One has a massive firing lane, like just massive firing lanes. And then the other one is a little bit more balanced. There's like obscuring in the middle so you can hide more things. Um, so like, how does that come into your mindset when you're building this list? You know, because like half of the games that you're going to play with are going to have these massive firing lanes. Yeah. I mean, the firing lanes are better for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if if I've got lanes to move through, it's better than having walls. I have to move around because that's what I've seen. I've seen the, I've seen the terrain and like the orc terrain, there's so many pieces on there that those, those 12 by 12 ruins. I mean, there's like one corner that you can move in and out of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, I mean, if I've got models like keepers that I've got, I have to move them around there. There's no way for me to go up and over. Yeah. Demons is like one of those armies where you really, really need to like look at the terrain because the terrain plays such a huge point for specifically demons because one, you can't move around certain things. Uh, two, uh, uh, you don't have good saves. So, like, if once you're exposed, you're dead. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Like, there's a keeper of secrets out in the open. It's dead. Like, it's just gonna die. There's nothing to do about it. Um, yeah. The the another option I thought about too is running two lords of change, and trying to make them as tanky as they can. So, giving one that um heals wounds when it does mortal wounds. Yeah. Order. And then um giving um and someone had a, a a regular four up invuln. And then the other one would have the three up invuln that wouldn't heal wounds, but would be minus one damage. Mm-hmm. And then they both have the six up feel no pain. Okay. All right. And so just using those for, for dishing out as many mortal wounds as I can per turn. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling to find a list that I think will do well with that terrain set. Cause that terrain, I mean, if you remember back when, uh, with SoCal, when, when you interviewed me, uh, one of the things I said was that the player place terrain was a huge difference in my demons list, and that's why it did so well. Yeah, because you can just and make so, your own like your dream deployment zone and everything. Yeah, yeah player optimized terrains like really good for some more uh, like nuanced style builds that require you to kind of have like staging areas and can, you can kind of create a pathway to where you need to go. But um, I'm curious to see how over time the U.S. open terrain develops, though, because it could just be you know one of many ideas that uh, they might have for it. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do like. It. What do you, Scar? What do you think about the U.S. open terrain comparatively to something like WTC terrain? It's different. I like that there's different terrain styles. Personally, I do miss the age where uh, TO would put like whatever terrain they had on the table and it was like Russian roulette. You'd be like, <laughs> okay, am I playing on table that's going to be terrible for me or am I playing on a decent table? Like, you know, it, it forced you to kind of be more, think on your feet a little bit more and adapt to like the circumstances in front of you, kind of like, you know, in real battle. You, you don't always get to pick the, 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 the terrain in the proper place. The U.S. Open terrain, um, I I like how it sort of like encourages you to hide far away, and then as you get into the middle of the table, like infantry can kind of get a little closer before it sort of commits because you've got the walls that kind of block line of sight and can go through the walls. Like your tanks and other things, you you benefit from having fast moving tanks on like the outskirts that then kind of jump in or, or try find firing lanes. So it kind of it kind of dictates a certain playstyle. For WTC though, there are eight different table like terrain layouts for like each different mission. 
So it is very varied. Um, but on average, they're a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. However, they some of them are not heavy at all when you look at firing angles. So it's all yeah. about trying to get the speed to get into angles to shoot down this giant firing lane where you can see three objectives and you can't hide anyone out of line of sight while holding an objective. So then it's very much uh, uh, picking the right table for your matchup, but that's within the team like environment. Yeah. Dude, when it comes to US Open Terrain, I'm very torn on it because like sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Like there's some missions, like I was playing on one where there was a, a huge firing lane right down the center and uh it was the one where you have to hold your deployment zone or you have to hold the objective inside of your own deployment zone in order to gain cp right and that objective is literally out in the open on this massive firing lane so like you have to put something there that's durable or else you're just not getting cp for the turn and like you know that that stuff kind of sucks but scott you were saying that you actually prefer that type of uh uh layout i guess when it comes to demons no, no, no. I, I, I prefer the, uh, the uh, player place terrain. Okay, okay. All right. But well, I'm sorry. I let me rephrase that. For the SD open, you would rather have the one with the firing lanes versus the one with something in the middle. Um, I, I, I don't really know. Um, I've only played one practice game using that uh, terrain setup, and it was my uh, summoning list against Chaos Knights that were not House Corvacs. And my player, my, my opponent never left the quarter of the board that he started in. Gotcha. Um, so, so it wasn't, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't get those firing lanes open because he couldn't move out far enough to get to get through them. So, so um, but yeah, I think I definitely like player play strain better. All right. Okay. So uh, we're, 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 we're running a little bit over here, but I do want to ask a couple more questions. Um, what are the matchups that you're the most like afraid of and the ones that you're the most confident in? Um, so the one I'm most confident is easy. That's Grey Knights. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put straight, straight up simple. Like I will split my pinks out to every blue horror and every pink horror that I can. And when you finally kill them for two CP, I'm bringing the entire unit of all 150 models back. Oh, that's so painful. I can't, I can't believe that's still a thing. It's like one of the most broken ones next to like. Hey, you know what? When when I'm running that old of a codex, I'm going to use it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a really good matchup. Uh, Knights is a really good matchup because I can just tie them up. I don't have to worry about them um, even, trying to come the, at me. Even the new knights becomes, and everything? Yeah, it just becomes a game of attrition. Um, you know, I can lock them in combat because the Infernal and Trap just can keep them from falling back. So now they're only shooting at what I want them to shoot at. So they start shooting at the pinks that are in combat with them. And my pink starts spreading out further and further and further. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, or they're shooting at the the blood letters that are right charge them and taking you know 10, 12, 15 moons off of them. Okay. Um, so yeah, the knights I'm not too worried about. Um, I I think probably Tau is probably one of the scarier matchups, uh, especially if they have hammerheads or the Borkan uh, storm surge. Um, either of those just I mean my stuff doesn't last. Uh, the the Borkan Storm Surge just picks up, you know, 20, 30 models with that one shot and that strat to ignore invulns. Um, yeah. It's just, it's it's ugly. It's really, really ugly. Okay. Um, and then Tyranids, the Flying Hive Tyrant is the scariest part because he just makes me take mortal wounds. Um, and that's the only real tech piece that I have is I bring Forbidden Gem just for that reason. Oh, you bring it on the Contorted Epitome. Yep, yeah. and then it, when I do summon in a such a good relic, just so oh, it's yeah. a, it's amazing. 
And then when I bring in a change caster, I typically bring them in with uh, flickering flames so I can buff up the um, either the pink horrors or the flamers if I'm, if I'm bring, plan on bringing them in. Um, but I also tend to give him trees in his inch. Just on that off chance that I can, you know, trees in his inch, that flying high tyrant, make him charge into a Maliceptor to kill it and then pile, consolidate into some uh, Tyranid Warriors. And then they have to attack him back. And then I just take all of his saves on his uh, regular save and or his armor save on his invul yeah. just to make sure he dies. Okay. Um, but it's still, it's one of those things. If I don't roll those three dice on trees in his inch, you know, well enough or two dice, whatever it is, um, then it just, it doesn't happen. Okay. okay. And it's just dead Bellacore at that point. What about uh, Eldar? I haven't got a practice game in against Eldar. I do have an Eldar army, so I've kind of played around with it a little bit. Um, I, again, it's one of those armies that they can put out mass volume of shots. So anything that can put out mass volume of shots scares the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I can get in close to them uh, before they have a chance, uh, I think it's not a bad matchup for me. Okay. And then last army that I want to know, uh, Sisters of Battle. How, how are you? Like, yeah, how do you so, feel about no, that? No problem. No problem? No okay. problem. Okay. It's a lot of T3 bodies. Um, you know what? You know what? Eldar and Sisters of Battle um, and... And mo- and most Eldar varieties absolutely hate is ninety strength four shots coming from pink pink wars <laughs> yes. with full rerolls to hit from Bellacor and plus one to wound. So cool. hitting on fours, full rerolls, and then wounding on twos. Worst thing is you can't tie them down in Disciples of Bellacor because of the teleport thing. Yep. Yeah. Cool. You got so me in combat. Annoying. I'm going to jump out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, or, they... or or oh, you you did you know. 15 wounds to me cool i'm I'm you killed a pink who you're now going to kill two blues and two brims so i literally lost one model and i just took five saves yeah and then they uh then the one guy comes back to life because it's the master possession like it's d6 guys d6 come back i know but if you just lost the one then he just comes back right but yeah Yeah. up to six so you could have up to technically that unit d6 or technically the blue horrors the the blue horrors and the brims now become part of that unit. So when you bring back D six, you can bring those back as well. Oh, okay. So let's say let's say I lost two two pink horrors, but brought back four blue horrors, and then I roll a six on uh, on that to bring them back the D six. I can literally bring back the two pinks and the four blues. It's exciting. It's got some it's got some some jank to it. I, I'll, I'll I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if it's got enough for the current armies. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is going to be it for this episode. Are there any other uh, closing words that you want to talk about for demons real quick or anything like that that you want to touch on? Uh, If you're a demon fan out there, just hit me up on the Facebook uh, demon channel uh, or demon page. And uh, if you're going to be at SoCal or not SoCal Open, the San Diego Open uh, and you're a demon fan, stop by, say hi, Uh, look for me on BCP, see what table I'm at and swing by. Heck yeah, brother. What did you, uh, what did you finish for demons on uh, the last season? So I went in about 16 points behind the first place person. Um, and it was Mark Ashed, and he was also there. Um, and he was the one that kind of turned me on to the demon horde. And I was still running, you know, the three keepers and all that jank. And uh, uh, I, I think I went three and three and he went five and one and he beat me out. And so I took second last year overall for demons. Oh, so close. So yeah, close, literally. So if, if if I had won six games and he won five, it was enough points to take it. Or if I if I beat him by one ah, game, ah. it 
it was going to be close to me being able to take it from him. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So that is going to be it for this episode. Let's get into some plugging here. Scary, I know that you like to get all plugged up. So let's. That sounded inappropriate, but you know, like, pl- go ahead and plug yourself. Dark Eldar player, I approve. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, you can find me uh, over on YouTube. So you clickety clack Scardcast, and you find all the really awesome videos that I do. And then you subscribe to it, and uh, we hang out. And you learn some stuff. Yeah. I so heard, that's where you can find me. I heard that if you subscribe to Scar, you get like a free BMW or something. No gas though. You can't you can't we can't swing that. We can't swing Not that. Not in this yeah, gas is yeah. too much. Yeah, too much, too much. Uh Scott, where can people find you? Yeah, I you said Facebook and stuff, but is there any other place that people can find you? you know, I don't I I'm old. So I have Facebook. Like that's it. Like I have I have Discord, but I don't do a whole lot on there. But like I don't have instagram or twitter i'm i'm you know like i said i'm i'm i just turned 40 this year so i don't do any of that stuff um but yeah no i'm not on any podcast or anything you can catch me roaming around the uh tournament circuits up here in northern california and sometimes down in southern california that's about it awesome awesome so that's going to be it for this episode thank you guys for joining us i hope that you guys had a great time if you guys liked it make sure you guys press the thumbs up leave a like press the subscribe button all that good stuff and we will see you guys in the next episode goodbye everybody Bye-bye. Bye-bye.